Before we begin, my apologies for getting this review out so late. I was going to review the Blue Max, but found it disgusting, so I am presenting a tweaked review of a favorite film of mine that I reviewed on my blog many moons ago. Hello, I'm James Dennis Stringer. The word remake has become a dirty word in the filmmaking vernacular, despite the fact such things have been happening since the silent era ended. I tend to fall in the camp that think them unnecessary, but on occasion they surprise me with being better than the original. Such examples include John Favreau's The Jungle Book, Zach Braff's Going in Style, John Ford's Three Godfathers, or this week's film, The Magnificent Seven, directed to perfection by Antoine Fuqua. The setting is the California Territory, in the mid-1800s. The people of Rose Creek are at their wits' end, as avaricious land baron Bartholomew Bogue is taking their property and lives by force. One such townsperson who has lost her home and husband is Emma Cullen. Traveling the frontier, looking for help to stand up to Bogue and his men, she finds Sam Chisholm, a warrant officer who joins her cause almost on the spot. Fighting at Chisholm's side are noted boozer Joshua Faraday, ex-Confederate sniper Goodnight Robichaux, competing gunfighter Billy Rocks, wanted Vaquero Vasquez, lone Comanche warrior Red Harvest, and hunter Jack Horn. Together, they set out to help the townspeople take back what is theirs, and settle a few scores in the process. I've seen this film tens of times since its theatrical release in 2016. Each time I find something new to appreciate about it. From the pre-title opening sequence, which practically knocked the breath out of me, to the final shot, this holds my interest more than the original ever did. Each member of the cast has chosen note perfectly and does their jobs accordingly. Denzel Washington, as Chisholm, leads this team with a cool, suave mystery. Every line he delivers with silent strength, packing as much punch as his gunshots. He is the perfect successor to Yul Brynner. Chris Pratt is charming, but not suffocating, as the womanizing Faraday, somewhere between his Star-Lord and Victor Mature's Doc Holliday in My Darling Clementine. Something that surprised me when I first saw this was that Ethan Hawke's character, Robichaux, is written as having owed his life to Chisholm, in spite of the fact that the former's character was a confederate. I'm not sure why, but it always feels good to me to see redemption of an enemy in a major motion picture. Martin Sensmeyer is silently fierce as Red Harvest, and it's refreshing to see an American Indian played by one. But it's Vincent D'Onofrio who steals the show as Horn, channeling the best of Andy Devine with the solemnity of a child at prayer. All this being said, a story is rarely complete without a great villain, and Peter Sarsgaard is terrific as the lawless lord of the land. Bogue exudes all the menace of a venomous snake, filling the viewer to the brim with silent fear. On its release, The Magnificent Seven turned a bare minimum $93 million domestically on a $90 million budget. A crying shame, as this is more than a cut-and-paste remake or a simple throwback to the age when Hollywood turned out westerns. It's easily one of the best westerns ever made, and a gem in the crown of all involved. I hope you, like me, enjoy The Magnificent Seven. The Magnificent Seven is streaming on AMC Plus in the US, and is available on Blu-ray and DVD from Sony Pictures Home Entertainment, and can be found through online retailers or your local library.